You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session eight. I am so, so happy to have you here and get to share this session with you. I think it is such a normalizing session. I mean, obviously I think almost all (laughs) of our literally episodes are but this one really is because we're talking about things that don't always get talked about in our space. We're talking about what it's like if you know someone signs up and drops out of your program, what it's like when people have objections, things like that really through the lens of a real business owner navigating it versus kind of this you know, generic thing that nobody really wants to touch. So I think this will be really, really useful whether you have had this happen before or are going through something like this now, I think it will just remind you how normal it is for us all to have these challenges in business, to see how you can navigate them and to also remember that it can still be amazing and great even despite these challenges. How are you feeling? Uh, honestly, I'm tired. <laughs> oh yeah, you still sound like super congested too. It's better. Uh, but it's it's still here. Like I don't feel like fully recovered yet, and it's just yeah. starting to like ugh, drag along. And yeah, so and also it's, it's been, been like two weeks. It's like a lot yeah. on your body. Yeah, it's been two weeks. Um, my son's been sick. Like everyone's been sick in the home, um, and just so just the physical experience, and also like I shared with you, just the like falling off the routine that was fairly new as well so it was like oh it's not because I like because I like it's it was beyond my control which adds a level of like frustration inside almost totally like you were like I was just nailing this like come on yeah yeah um but uh and then yeah a pretty rough start to the week (laughs) yeah and yeah, so just just feeling tired. I feel like you're almost going through like um what's it called? Like a big upper limit kind of breakthrough moment, right? It's funny because a lot of the times those like breakthroughs happen when I'm sick, like they're hap- like they're oh. there's almost um yeah, like some funny connection there between And I see it in my son as well. Like when he's sick and he's at home for a week, like it's interesting to see how that sometimes happens. Like it coincides with a massive psychological or like uh, developmental leap and growth, which is totally kind of fascinating. So it's almost like the body shuts down in a certain way and like, okay, I'll be sick now so that like something else can happen. It's really, yeah, it's happened more than like a few times. So yeah, maybe, maybe that's me as well now. <laughs> Have you read um, the book, The Big Leap? I haven't. So uh, he, that would probably be like a really good book for you actually, but um, no pressure to read it right now as you're going into a launch, but um, the guy who writes it, Gay Hendricks, basically talks about this idea that like um, when we're, you know, hitting like our upper limit of like the, you know, goodness, success, whatever that we can handle – we'll often do things like get ourselves sick or something like that as we process through it. Um, so I feel like that's almost a little bit of what you're saying. Like it was, it, this feels like this big up level in your body's like, we need to like hit that limit and process and integrate and like have that time almost, you know? Fascinating. Yeah. I believe it. (laughs) I mean, I've seen the evidence (laughs) so many times. Yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. So Tell me, um, in terms of kind of like getting back into it, do you feel like you're sort of like ready to dive back in? Do you feel like you're like, I still need like a lot more space and time here? Or like, how are you feeling overall there? Um, so, I mean, the good thing about me is that I never really like, uh, drop the ball on my business. Totally. (laughs) The bad thing is that I, 
Never really the ball on your business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I did rest last week, but, but, uh, I could, uh, I, I think I would have really benefited from taking like several days off and just like watched more Netflix or HBO or whatever, and just fully rested. Um, but yeah. I can't, like, I won't do that. Um, and not not I can't because I like I I won't you know I'll get I'll get bored anyways so yeah um but it's just like not how you would like feel like you were thriving the most basically no so I'd rather just keep working a little bit uh and stay consistent with the stuff and what we talked about last week around being uh like I had like not being reactive, but being like prepared and set up with you know with structure. Yeah, I feel like um, in order to stay that way, which I want to, I have to keep working consistently um, with the pieces that I need to do. Uh, so, but I do feel like I'm on track, and it does feel yeah. It does feel uh, exciting, um, and I feel I feel less tired today than I did yesterday. Like I taught a live class yesterday, and I was just like, "Oh my god, my brain!" <laughs> just like I too even, much. Yeah, yeah. I just you know normally like there are very rarely moments when I teach or coach where I'm like, "Uh, what." what should I say? Or like, what should I answer? What's the best answer to that question? And yesterday, <laughs> I was just like, um, like misinterpreting <laughs> questions, saying kind of like strange things. Um, and just feeling like my brain was somewhere else. Like my mm -hmm. body was there. I could hear myself speaking. My, my brain was somewhere else. Um, but I feel that feels better today. And I'm teaching the first Pussy Power class tonight. So I'm just gonna like, I mean, usually with something like that, even if I feel like shit the moment before I like press play or like plus whatever, start webinar on Zoom, once the webinar starts, I'm I'm like public Erica and yeah, she can do yeah. anything. Yeah. 100%. I think it's also just good to like, to give yourself that grace where you're like, I still want to do this, but like my brain was a little out of it yesterday and still making that okay. You know, where I think like where we go wrong is that we feel the pressure to like do it perfectly. And so I think like that's kind of the beauty of what you're saying is that you were still able to show up and you did it in a way that felt good, but there wasn't any pressure to like not also be impacted by it. You know what I mean? So I thought this little comment that Erica and I were laughing about was funny, but about how it can be both very good and very bad to never drop the ball in business stuff, right? And how to really ride through that and still take care of yourself is the point here. Meaning it is so great to be someone who really doesn't drop the ball in business, doesn't, you know, like disappear and not show up all those kind of things. But sometimes we can take that to another extreme too, where then we're someone that never rests, never takes care of themselves, never takes that downtime. And so with most things, too much of either of those is bad, right? But if you can be someone who like, you know, you're going to show up and you know, do what you need to do, but you're also going to be willing to adjust what you need to do and make concessions around that depending on what you need or how sick you are, or what you need in your personal life. So I think just noticing that most of us tend to gravitate toward one end of that spectrum or the other, where we're like very quick to kind of like let go of stuff or we never will. And really finding that middle ground in it is so valuable and what ultimately moves your business forward the most, but makes it the most sustainable too. Yeah, and I even said on the live call in my Facebook group, like, hey, I've been sick for a while. You can still hear my voice. I might blow my nose. My brain's a little mushy still. So exactly. just like, I just like pre-apologize if my train of thought is a little bit scattered. Um, I'll do my best. Like I still I want it to that. show up. <laughs> um, so, but I don't want to do that today on the on the turn event. So, and I don't think it will be needed. I'll 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 feel excited once the call begins and um, 
yeah, so that feels good. Um, I do have a question for you, though. I, I, I've, I've kind of already made my decision, but I just wanted to uh, hear your thoughts on it. So sure. uh, there's a celebration here as well. Uh, almost 500 people have signed up now. Yay! Oh my gosh, congratulations. That's amazing. It's so amazing. Uh, let's see the exact number. Just and you only wanted fun. 400. Uh, well, I said the goal was 400. Yeah. But we're at 500 now. Like, well, yeah, that's what I mean. You exceeded your goal. I didn't mean like you didn't want yeah. more than. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you like. No. Yeah. <laughs> get away. <laughs> You're not welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's amazing. Like to even like be 100 people over your goal and to, you know, see that you can still move that forward even when you weren't feeling well and resting more. Yeah. So with that. um, in my experience, and this is also what I hear from like other businesses, coaches that do big webinars, there's usually a um, an attendee rate of like twenty five percent live, like show um, up rate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, or like you know, thirty percent. But yeah, mm. yeah, twenty five to thirty percent is pretty expected from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I have a hundred, hundred, uh, like hundred people cap or whatever. Like the the capacity of my Zoom webinar is hundred people now. Um, mm. And just for ease of mind, I think I'll just upgrade it to five hundred. I would Even, definitely upgrade. Yeah, yeah. I already like made the decision, but I just wanted yeah. to hear your thoughts on it. And, and I've told Sam already that we'll upgrade, but. <laughs> It's just nice too. I just would feel so stressed out if I saw the number increase like 90, 95, and then like, oh, fuck, people will be like, you know, blocked from joining. That would be. <laughs> also, like, I've actually had that happen to a client, and it's like, then in the moment, you're almost like trying to go into Zoom and upgrade it and stuff. And it's like, it just like kills the vibe. So it's so much better to just have that. And you can always drop back down later if you want. But I think it's 100% worth it to not have that like in the moment stress, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and so also like a really great fucking problem to have, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a little bit costly. Um, I have upgraded before when I did um, Ecstatic pleasure the yeah. the free events and then we actually we've reached out so many times and asked for a refund that i think they don't <laughs> they're not <laughs> gonna do it anymore like hey we only had like 80 people turn up can we get a refund and zoom have been actually really wonderful and helped us with a refund every time but i think we'll get over 100 at least on the on the yeah. u.s friendly calls um maybe not the friday daytime one but who knows <laughs> Um, oh, so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is a new, this is a new, like, I feel like I really busted through a, a glass ceiling or like a, yeah, like a whatever, like a plateau that I've been on in terms of like 500 people. That's a lot. So, absolutely. It's like a, it feels like a next level, basically, right? Definitely feels like a next level. Um, so that's good that I've, I've designed or whatever designed, uh, I've put together the class. I have the playlist. Everything's ready, and all the all the delivery emails. Everything's scheduled, and um, and then uh, good news. So we have two more signups for Shameless. <gasps> Yay! Oh my gosh! Congratulations! Yeah. So we're back at five. <laughs> oh my gosh! You were like waiting to tell me, weren't you? Mm -hmm. I did. <laughs> That was so mean of you. No, I'm kidding. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One person confirmed via email yesterday and another one just signed up straight away from the sales page. So. So really, good. How does that feel to kind of like bounce back from that? It felt. It felt really <laughs> soothing. <laughs> soothing is that what you said mm -hmm. yeah it felt really yeah. soothing um and it felt like it really helped me like, not wobble <laughs> in yeah. my conviction yeah. and it was such a beautiful um also the synchronicity of having that happen yesterday when the turn on event is today and 
moving into it with the kind of renewed sense of like excitement. And obviously there's something here to explore around like not letting the dropouts affect you and yeah. mm -hmm. really staying in the vision of, you know, it's happening and people come, people go and it's all, it's all perfect the way it is. But um, yeah, it felt really good. I am so, so proud of you because that was a rough, day and a half right mm. it was really rough yeah feeling so sick waking up to a monday morning opening my email and having two people confirm that they're dropping out one new enrolled client postpone a month and just feeling like like i'm getting fucked in the bad sense <laughs> <laughs> not in the good sense not in the good way at all yeah yeah mm -hmm. so yeah so what Eric and I are talking about is how she had five signups and then two dropped out and what I really want to share is just how we have to normalize things like this I have personally had this happen every client I've worked with has had something like this happen and I think that you know sometimes we get very into the conversation of like you know every person should say yes, or like your messaging is off if someone, you know, has a wobble or any of those things. And I just don't see that to be true at all. Like what I actually see to be true is the clients who are able to bounce back from that and navigate it and really retain their power even when that happens. That's when the best results occur. That's when it doesn't even feel like a big deal. That's when it's easy to say, like I had the most easy, launch ever, even if that happened. Do you know what I mean? So the reason I think it's so important to see that is because it's not so much do we have this set of circumstances because we've all had it at one point or another. It's more how do we navigate this set of circumstances that's ultimately the make or break moment in our business. Do I let this make me pull back from the launch? Do I let this mean it's not meant for me or people don't want it or all of those things? Or do I go, okay, like, these things happen sometimes in business and the best I can do is work through it with the people um, who it's coming up for, see what the best solution is there and ultimately trust in myself to move forward and fill those other spots, right? That's the biggest piece here. When you can really find that ability to go, I'm not like dependent on them, that one person, you know, staying in the program, I'm dependent on my ability to keep executing this launch, to keep marketing to keep filling those spots, that's when you feel the best and the most empowered. And that's when you obviously get the best results as well. I feel like what's really cool is like, what we have learned from that is that there is such an opportunity here and it doesn't mean it didn't like super suck in the moment, but I think obviously we talked about that. It's, it's normal, this shit happens. But now going into the launch, we know what some of these like objections are and challenges are that we just like have such an opportunity to speak to. And sometimes you don't find that out until much, much later in the launch and you actually really miss that. So the, the, um, you know, bright side to, to all of this in a sense is that we get to run with that in a different way. Does that feel true? So just like on the last clip in how I was talking about really like retaining our power. Another way that we can do that is using what we learn to speak to objections more, right? And seeing that as our power when these things happen. So yes, it's super frustrating to navigate one of these situations, but it's also really, really, really fantastic market research to go, oh, okay, so here's what's actually happening with these people. And here's what I can actually do about this is start engaging in that conversation, start, you know, normalizing this, whatever, right? And so it's just a way to keep taking back your power, to keep feeling empowered and to keep using the circumstances that are happening to your benefit so that you can move forward, right? So what a lot of us do is we get an objection and it makes us, you know, kind of want to shut down and we want to not think about it. We want to just get away from it. But when we can actually dive into it, when we can have a conversation with that person, we can figure out what's going on when we can apply it to future emails and messaging and all of those things, that's when we neutralize its power. And that's when we actually are able to get so much out of it and to make our results even better. When we feel like it's a personal attack and we want to push it away, we unfortunately lose that opportunity. So 
just another way to retain that power and use it to your advantage in situations like this. Yeah, it does. Uh, it was definitely a very insightful experience or moment to notice my pattern around like when someone says no I take that as a definite but when yep. someone mm -hmm. says yes I'm like yeah we'll see <laughs> yeah and so there's that um and also um yeah just like allowing that no to be a conversation rather than a definite and really exploring it so Erica and I had had a conversation in base camp and I kind of reflected to her this thing that we, so many of us do, is we'll see a yes as more of like a we'll see. So someone says yes to our program and we're like, okay, well, whatever, I'll see it when I believe, or I'll believe it when I see it, right? But we take a no as like a definite. You know, like if someone comes back and says, oh, you know, never mind, we're like, oh, well, that's a definite. And it's so funny how we do that. Like a yes becomes a we'll see and a no becomes a definite, right? And I think we really have to practice seeing it as an opening for a conversation. We might still end at no, but like I was saying earlier, if I end at no, but understand the objection more and understand what was really coming up for that person and can use what I learned there in the future, then that wasn't a wasted moment. If I take that no as a definite, don't open the conversation, don't ask any clarifying questions, it just feels like something bad that happened, right? And I feel like I don't understand it. And that's when I can start making up a lot of stories about why it is they don't like me, they didn't like the program, all of these things that usually aren't true, right? So just an invitation to start, you know, not seeing a no as such a definite and a yes as so much of a we'll see, but really seeing that opportunity there as an opening for a conversation, just like, when you're a coach and your client has a lot of resistance to something and it's like, no, 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 I don't wanna do that. Of course it's still okay if they don't do it, but you're gonna dive into what that is and what's coming up. And when you treat this like that, it's just an exploratory conversation. We don't even need to get them to yes, we just need to understand. That's when it gets so much easier. And again, so much more empowering. So what I did um, you know, with your encouragement and suggestion I I reached out to both of them and really like explored and inquired what's going on. Um, the one person that I felt was like, with the first one, I was pretty sure that she was just like, no, she's she's gone. Yeah, but the second Which one makes really, sense. yeah, it's not like her her circumstances and all of that. Yeah, and then the second one, I really leaned into it and you know asked her to get on a call and I said, you know, we can explore uh, maybe an alternative like payment plan even, if you really feel like this is the moment for you to do this. Um, and um, and just said, you know, it's always, it's never going to feel, you know, there's always going to be something that can convince you why this is mm -hmm. the wrong time to invest in your orgasms. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, and she wrote back with a really wonderful response and said, I really appreciate you and uh, your your way of like handling this and your support just shows me again that I really want to take your courses and I really appreciate you as a teacher and I really vibe with you or whatever and will definitely do the course. I simply cannot afford it right now with this like sudden extenuating circumstance that arise. So, so that felt really good, anyways. Absolutely, I think what's what's so helpful about it too, is that you get to like, this is what I always like really think of as a personal goal for me is like, I just want to understand it. Mm. So even if yeah. someone ends up being a no, my empowerment comes from fully understanding why that is. So if it's like something about my program or if it's just totally something personal for them or whatever, like, I feel like that's where the win is as opposed to like when we just, they say, you know what, never mind, And we just take the no the unknown of that is where we sometimes spin out so much. And so even if the answer still is no, the fact that you got to engage in that dialogue and you got to be really clear and you got to get that data even to use for the future, I feel like that's where like the win is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then that inspired me to send a follow-up email to people who reached out last week and, and expressed an interest. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Look at you. 
It's yeah. so funny how like one like empowering step like that like sets off a snowball effect, right? Yeah. So that led to me emailing, um, yeah, a follow up email to three people. One reached out and was like, I really want to do this, but it's a big financial stretch for me. Uh, and it's so funny because she kind of said exactly what, 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 you know, you said in Basecamp, like she's like, I, I don't know if it will, it's, it's about the money, but it's also never about the money. Yeah. And like, it's never going to be a good time to, to do this work, but I know it's so, so transformational. I know it's exactly what I need. So I just said, you know, so we went back and forth a little bit. She booked a sales call. Um, but then she canceled the sales call, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> which is fine. Like, it just feels like this is, it's just all like testing me in a way. Yeah, and it's giving totally. me these, um, yeah, little invitations to be, again, like find my my groundedness and my center in all of this and like my conviction and truth in a way. Absolutely. So we'll see where where she where where it ends up with her. But then another person that I reached out to signed up, paid in full. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's amazing. Um, what is also really interesting, and like obviously we'll see this over time, but this is the first time we're running Shameless. But um, that that exact person that this time, you know, cancels the call is the person who buys next time so often. Yeah. So that is still like so worth the effort there because it usually comes around, you know? So I think that's always so helpful to remember too, where um, that really almost always like presents itself in a new way because she obviously really wants it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and she she had a really beautiful like experience and response from the emails going back and forth, um, and then this the the other person that signed up she just signed up right away from the from the sales page. I haven't I haven't heard from her ever. Like I've never <laughs> like, <laughs> like personally emailed with her, but I went in and I saw because I'm I'm curious about these people, and yep. I went in and I saw that she had bought she had bought pleasure treats in December last year. Um, and everyone that bought pleasure treats that round got 10% off of a purchase during 2021. And I sent out an email last week saying, Hey, remember you have 10% and I'm launching shameless and she signed up and she used a 10% discount. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So that works. So that was good. That works. Um, Yes. So good. I mean, maybe she would have signed up without the discount, but still like that's an amazing, that felt really good. Um, so maybe we'll see how we go with enrollment, but maybe I'll send another reminder to the pleasure treats list about this towards the end of the launch if we haven't sold out. Yeah, I think that's totally worth doing. I'll just like make you a little to do for that. Like, I think that, um, it, regardless of like, even where the launch goes, like, I think it's super worth doing that again and just reminding them of that. Yeah. Amazing. So let's talk about just like weaving this into some of the marketing and emails. Cause I feel like the big theme here is almost like I can only prioritize my pleasure if like nothing else comes up. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, there definitely needs to be a theme in some of the sales emails that talk about that. Definitely. So just give me like a little brain dump. Like what what is the messaging around that? Like what do you want that message from you to be? Well, I think it's I think one email can be focused on how pleasure and like sexuality is often the missing piece in in like in life in general, but also like, mm-hmm. you know, people who join this program obviously have some money. So I most of them probably have some sort of awareness around personal development meditation fitness health like i'm sure a lot of them do yoga like you know care about things eating well whatever um and usually the missing piece is sexuality Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and that's usually the thing that makes you feel still deeply dissatisfied with your life even if you're Mm -hmm. so fit so healthy so bendy you know in yoga or whatever like so meditating and still there's like 
something's just like there's something missing like a, a hollowness in it all mm -hmm. or even mm -hmm. even like a surfacey experience through it all and in my experience both personal and in, with my clients sexuality is is the missing piece yeah i love that mm -hmm. so that's a really good uh email or twist and another one is i think also telling my own story of how Yeah, you know, I've spent lots of money on travels and I've spent lots of money on lots of things. Um, but my re my life and my reality really took like a turn for the the better when I invested in my pleasure, even though it felt like I was wasting money. Like why would I spend thousands of dollars or whatever on on pleasure, something so kind of elusive and seemingly like I don't know, hedonistic or in a bad way or mm -hmm. self-indulgent. Um, like you're just going to spend money on like lying there masturbating. <laughs> right, totally. Mm -hmm. um, Not only money, but time, right? Money mm -hmm. and time. And the and the answer is like, yes, yes, you should do that. <laughs> yes, you're yeah. doing that. Um, and, it's, and it's always going to feel like a bad time or it's always going to feel like, well, but the same amount of money I could, you know, get this experience for or the same amount of money I could, you know, up level this other area of my life. But again, those areas of your life do not feel as good if if you're constantly stressed about your your sexuality, if you're not experiencing orgasm and you want to, if you feel like you have shame and discomfort with your body, like yeah, something like that. But really like I think emphasizing that it's never going to feel like easy or necessarily like uh, like socially accepted to spend money mm -hmm. on on your orgasms or your pleasure. Totally. And there's always going to be something else that like conceptually feels more important, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or also just that feels more, I think, like materialistic in a way, like here's yeah. the product, here's what you get. But with this program and with my work, it's like you can't really touch it in a way yeah. until mm -hmm. until the transformation comes and you're like, holy fuck, I can never go back from here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think it's just so important to use that to kind of keep reflecting like, hey, it's normal that you feel like this because I feel like, you know, sometimes with objections like we feel like they're wrong because they're not normal. Like, oh, everyone else signing up must not be worried about this. Everyone else signing up must not feel like this. Everyone else signing up must not have something else going on. And so the more you can be like, everyone signing up <laughs> has that, yeah. the easier I think it gets for someone else to be like, oh, okay, that is normalized for me to still like make that stuff anyway. You know what I mean? So something that I really think is so important is normalizing objections. And I don't just mean getting them. Although, yes, let's normalize the fact that we all get them and it's it's fine, right? All the marketing that tells you you should never get an objection is, I think, really just not taking like the human experience and human condition into account, right? But what I mean here is normalize them for our audience, right? Meaning having them is okay and it doesn't have to be a block, right? So what a lot of people do is they think, well, everyone else signing up probably doesn't have this fear. Everyone else signing up probably isn't worried about this. Everyone else signing up probably is 100% certain, right? And when you can be like, everyone signing up is freaked out. Everyone signing up is, you know, having to like do a lot of mental work to prioritize their pleasure. Everyone signing up is scared of the unknown of what they're gonna uncover in this program, that kind of stuff. It really helps your audience see that it's still safe for them to take a step, even if they have that fear. And when we can normalize objections like that and make it feel safe and okay, then the door opens for them to decide if they want to join from that place, as opposed to, I can't possibly join because I have this fear, right? So really look and pay attention to if you're doing that in your own marketing. Like, are you making objections more normalized as opposed to making it seem like you have to be 100% in, zero fear, ready to roll? Like again, we want people that are ready and that want to do the work, but we have to take the human condition into account, which is I could be very ready, very willing to do the work and still have these fears. 
And if I know that's okay, I'm gonna feel more okay and welcome stepping into your container. Yeah. And then I had, let's see, I had some other ideas I wrote down in Asana for myself. Another title, and so I'll expand around this, but the title will be, I just had the best sex of my life again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I keep saying that in my life. Oh my God, this was the best sex ever. Oh, I just had the best orgasm ever. And it keeps getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And no one talks about this. We think that the best sex of our lives is, you know, the sex we had in our 20s. And that is just absolutely not true. Uh, And that... uh, I'm really speaking to, you know, women who are in their 30s and 40s, even 50s. And I want there to be this like positivity and feeling of potential for sex to keep getting better and better. And Shameless will help them with that. I love that. Something else that I think would be really helpful there um, is for us to ask the people that have already signed up to like anonymously share why they signed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could put that in an email too, again, so it's kind of like, you know, I think you're almost providing the, like, super, like, aspirational, like, version, right? And then they're kind of providing the, like, here's where I'm at and why I signed up and that, and we kind of need both. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, you really can't have the best sex of your life, but also someone signing up because they're, like, never having an orgasm or because, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So one person that joined, joined because she had, um, like she's healed pain after birth, like mm-hmm. uh, a vaginal pain after giving birth and after she healed the pain. And this is, well, this is also true for clients. So this is something that we can speak to as well. It's like if you have sexual, if you experience sexual pain or sexual trauma and you've healed to a certain level then usually if you're in some kind of traditional care, like within the healthcare system or traditional or talk therapy, the they can help you heal and integrate the bad stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to the good stuff, it's like, well, we don't talk about orgasm. So like, no, I don't have that. I don't have the skills to like, now that you don't have pain, I don't know how to help you have pleasure. Right. It almost feels like we've solved the problem. So we're good as opposed to like, there's, there's a next step. Right. Mm. Yeah. And then people come to me and one person that signed up for shameless was like, but I want to now have the good stuff. And I just recently signed a client that had that same, a similar experience. But now that I don't have pain anymore, like I don't want to just be pain free. I want to have pleasure. I want to have orgasms. I really want to enjoy my sexuality now, now that I can. And now no one wants to help me. And then I found you. So mm, I love that. That's a good one as well. Um, and then I had an idea to write about uh, like why pleasure is important because pleasure is a woman's superpower. Um, and talk about, you know, how our sexuality and shame have been. Um, it have been used in control to control us and repress us, repress us and shut us down. And it's because our pleasure is really our superpower and how it mm-hmm. makes us just enjoy everyday life and the way you eat, the way you talk, like all of that. So expanding on that a little bit. Um, and, and then I also think, of course, like really descriptive emails, like what is Shameless actually about? Yes, totally. I think that... Um you know, what What we're seeing makes so much sense, which is like most of the people signing up have already had an experience with you. Yeah. Right? Which, of course, that's like so normal. Those are going to be our early adopters. But I think like the more you can help other people understand what that experience is like, the more we see other people not needing to have had a previous experience with you to sign up. So I think that's really important too, to just kind of like really make that feel as safe and clear as possible. Yeah. Like maybe even doing an email that's like, here's what a call in Shameless would look like. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. Um, Yeah, so it will be interesting. So my plan is to 
on the three live sessions for Pussy Power to talk about it and share the link to the sales page in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, here's a little treat for everyone who's here on the live call. You can join, um, but I'm not sending it out in the recordings. And then on Monday, so the last the last Pussy Power call is on Sunday. So on Monday morning, uh, an email goes out to the Pussy Power list only with, um, hey, if you love this experience, you're going to love Shameless. Mm-hmm. And the wait list, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the wait list should just get like their own version of that. Like this is the last yeah. email mm-hmm. to join before before we open it officially. Yeah. On mm-hmm. Wednesday. And then the newsletter next week on Wednesday will be the first sales email. Perfect. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. And then we launch for three weeks. So then a question to you is uh a like a like an email every every two days or three days. Like I don't want to bombard them daily with emails for three weeks. Like <laughs> I'm gonna lose so many subscribers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you can almost like play with the cadence. So at the beginning, I think it can be every three days. And I think more towards the end, we would like ramp that up a little depending on where we were in the launch. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Exactly. So like right out of the gate, like let's see what happens. Let's start with like every third day kind of thing. And then based on like what what's going on with that, we'll just kind of like increase that frequency as we get closer and closer to the end. That sounds good. I think also like, you know, again, it, there's not a better or worse scenario here. It doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as we get the signups, but you know, it's possible you never even have to create, increase the frequency if like a lot of people are booking calls coming off the fence. So we just want to like see what that cadence is and then adjust accordingly. Yeah. Yes, that sounds good. And then I think there should be an email also like, hey, are you on the fence? And just really like list all of the objections. Like, I'm scared. (laughs) I've never masturbated. Um, You know, I don't like being in groups with women, like just listing all of those things and write one big email about that on the fence to all the on the I think also even um, doing like a a live in your group on that would be really good. Yes. Yeah, I did one. Well, the one I did yesterday was really good because it was about orgasms and orgasm Mm -hmm. issues. Um, So I think... And I mentioned Shameless towards the end. So they are, I mean, they're warm to the topics, but it also feels like I've been warming them up a little, you know, towards this as well, specifically with the topics that I've chosen the last weeks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely some alive or posts and just like, also I think a Q&A uh, in general, because that that really gets people excited and makes them see just how much I know and how much they can trust my knowledge and that I can hold everything. Um, and the q and I did two weeks ago was the live with the highest attendance. So mm, Amazing. Okay. So that was interesting. So maybe, yeah, a Q&A and then also one live just talking about Shameless, why I created it, what it is and all of that. Yes, absolutely. I love that. And I think also what's really nice too is just kind of playing with that with what we've been playing with with the waitlist too is like both they can go straight to purchase or they can get on a call. So just like seeing where those conversions are better too. Like, is it working, you know, way better to get people on calls? Is it, you know, is are a lot of people taking you up on that? Are they mostly going straight to purchase? Like, well, we really want to see what's happening there and be able to like adjust to that as well. So something I really love when we can see like a whole picture of a client's journey is also playing with like, what's the sound bite here for marketing? Meaning like Erica has had five purchases and only one sales call, right? That's how much she's warmed her people up. So like the marketing spin on that could be like, I'm having the most amazing launch ever. Like, you know, first time launching this program right out of the gate. And I had five purchases and only one of them even needed a sales call because I warm people up so amazingly. That is true, that is incredible, and there is so much to learn from that, but notice that there are still other things here. And I'm really having to work through objections more, and two people dropped out, and then two people jumped back on, and I had a really hard day this week, and, 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 right? But do you see how sometimes we hear someone else's sound bite, and we think, well, their launch must be perfect, 
I'm over here struggling. Right, and it's both. Her launch is already going really well and there have been these tough points. And so I think it's just really important to see that. Now, it's also really important to see that it is true that if you warm your audience up really consistently, right? Like a lot of these people have been in pleasure treats. They've consumed Erica's content for a long time. They've been on her list. They're on her Instagram. They are ready to go without meeting that call. So obviously that takes time and energy and effort, but I think it is really beautiful to see that like that effort pays off. That effort pays off in the fact that she didn't have to have those calls, right? So this is an amazing win and it's something you can absolutely apply to your business. But again, also take into account that it's part of a bigger, broader picture as well. And we always have to keep that in mind when we're consuming marketing for everyone else too. Yeah, so here I'm a little bit surprised because only one person has booked a call so far. Right. <laughs> and I was thinking that I would have to do lots of sales calls. And I guess, I mean, I guess it's because I've been doing so many, li like so much live stuff. Yep, 100%. They're, they are so ready with people who are buying. They're already, again, they've already had experiences with you. They're ready for that. So I think it'll be really interesting to see if that like extends through the yeah. launch or if like, you know, there is a greater need for that, but you know, yeah. staying open to that is good. And then again, we can kind of adjust where we're pushing people based on that too. Yeah. And I had this feeling today I was driving um, and I, I don't know, it just hit me in a way, or there was this yeah, feeling inside that like, Im imagine if I hadn't launched Shameless now and created it, like what, um, like what a waste or not a, not waste yeah. but like what a um how unfortunate to not offer this work to the world and to these five people who have signed up and all the other ones who are interested and will join in the future like it almost felt like wow what a gift this is mm -hmm. oh i love that like imagine that these five women had like nowhere to do this work right now or had exactly. no place to get that right mm -hmm. yeah how incredibly selfish of me <laughs> right mm -hmm. <laughs> to not offer this work and take their money. Just because you didn't like time zones. I mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that was that was just such a beautiful feeling to have. Mm. And I think that ties into what you shared in Basecamp around like how do I really want to feel? What's the vision? Like what's the embodied experience of having sold out and being really convinced and really sold on myself and this program. It's I think that's the feeling I was waiting for yes. to to have and to experience and to taste inside. I think it's so interesting because um, I, I think there's this like really weird dichotomy that we have to kind of be able to balance, which is both being like so surprised and delighted by how well something is going and also being so in expectation of that. Mm. Yeah. Right? Where like sometimes we can get so in expectation that we lose the magic or sometimes we can get so in like assuming that it's not going to work out that we push it away. And I think like what you just shared is kind of being that balance of both where it's like, of course, they're going to sign up for this because it's amazing and so needed and how incredible that I get to do this work and that I get to serve them in this way. And like, really straddling that line is where it's going to feel like such a different launch experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It is an interesting dichotomy. Um, and that, that, you know, you kind of pendulate back and forth between in a way. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, and finding that both and, and that experience of like, yeah, like, and I think it comes back to that feeling that I've had with my business for so long. Like I'm really in service. Like I really find such deep fulfillment and joy in in educating and teaching and giving away. And it was almost like stuck in that that like I was stuck in that um, that lane. Like we talked about mm -hmm. a, yeah. a while, just while, while give, give, give. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now it's like wow, I can have the same feeling inside my programs and get really, really well compensated for it. Mm -hmm. Like what a beautiful, energetic exchange. All the time and energy and, and headache and masturbation that I've invested in. Over 
<laughs> over seven yes. years to give you the distilled, like potent juice <laughs> and and knowledge and share that with you so you can take it and run with it. And I also get compensation for it now. In terms and of And for that to feel really even, I think, for the first time in a long time, right? Mm. Yeah, exactly. And and that is yeah, it just feels makes me feel really uh, mm, like light in a way. Like there's mm-hmm. a lightness around that that is really beautiful. Like, um, and also just that effortless around money. Like now, the money that comes into the bank account just feels so both well earned, but also really like they belong to me. Yeah. It's not like an accident this is happening. I think that's almost when you had that wobble in the launch where it almost felt like, well, this can't this can't possibly be it that I've already had five people and that it's this great and this easy and that you just had to like recalibrate that, right? Mm. Yeah. It felt like luck again and it felt like I just, luck, you know, yeah. won the lottery and it was too easy and it was just. Yeah, too good to be true. And then my mind went into this like, oh, but you fucked it up because you weren't convinced. You thought it was too good to be true. So now you push people away energetically. I'm like, fuck you. Shut up. No, no, no. Yes, totally. And you uh, you immediately replace those spots too. Like not that people are replaceable, but just seeing that like, you know, the, the right people are going to be in this and keep showing up. I think like now that you have that evidence, it makes it easier to roll with that as opposed to like, the intensity of yeah. like, oh my God, I've now fucked this up, right? Mm. Exactly. And I told my husband, he's like, who gives a shit? You'll find richer people. <laughs> his, response. his response. You gotta you gotta love that really, really basic <laughs> logic there, right? Mm. That's my husband. <laughs> but it's sometimes good to just hear that where like some like you when you're in a freak out and someone else is like, this is not a thing, and you're like, oh okay, what does it feel like in my body if this is not a thing, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm really, I'm really glad uh, that it happened. I'm really, I really take away those lessons. I really feel like it, it's giving me a lot of, it's, it's giving me a lot of information on how I work and how my brain works in sales. And mm-hmm. this is also something that I really wanted to learn more about. And I was really excited to explore with a business coach with you. Mm-hmm. So it feels um feels feels like it was indeed perfect and it was meant to happen that way yeah absolutely and i again i think like timing wise it was so perfect to to be able to like navigate that so early on in this i think it's just such a gift because like look what was born from that like you have this amazing list of all of these like incredible email conversations that you like maybe wouldn't have otherwise like been as like aware of wanting to have you know yeah yeah, so today, um, so yeah, no, never mind. Yes, stop. <laughs> today? <laughs> <laughs> no, today I was going to say something, but I, I I, didn't. My Again, my brain's mushy, so it That's just okay. kept like, <laughs> saying something. So else. you feel super ready for like the event. That all feels solid. We know what initial emails we're sending. We know like who's getting what when in terms of like, wait list, full list, all of that. Anything else like logistically there feel like a question mark still or does that all feel like super settled? The only thing I need to do is uh, sit, write a slightly like, tweak the version of the email that, go, that goes out to Pussy Power and tweak that so we can send it to the wait list. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sam's traveling this weekend so she wanted all emails early like this week. Um so that's I'm doing that tomorrow and sending that over to her. I've written the first sales email, that newsletter that goes out next week and shared with you so you can review it. Okay. And then um Sam sets it up. So logistically, it's only that email that I need to write and the one and sharing the one after with Sam after you approve it or not approve, review it. Um How good does that feel? So on that front of like prepared, not reactive, right? You're like, oh, I basically just have to write one email. Mm. Yeah, it feels 
feels. I mean, obviously I've, there will be subsequent ones, but like it, to not feel like you're like rushing to get all of this ready, but to feel like it's like all set for next week and you can just like really be super present in the event as opposed to that almost feeling like last thing on your mind after doing a hundred other things, right? Mm. Oh, it feels amazing. I want to feel like this every launch. It feels so, yeah. so, so good. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm so proud of you. Like I, I really, I know again, that was just like a rough <laughs> couple <laughs> days, but you really did a good, good job of just like caring for yourself through it, bouncing back, taking the lessons and like, you know, it's so easy to get derailed by those things. It really, really is. It's too easy is the problem. And to really like hold yourself and not doing that, I think is so awesome. Yeah. And I think some, one thing that helped me also was I did not expect to have one per like one person. <laughs> I got five and then two dropped out. So instead of worrying about those two people, I was like, I really want to celebrate the three people that are here that I did not expect and their conviction and that they've signed the contract and that they have paid. And that is evidence that more will come. So and then they did. I think that's always it, right? I think it's just that difference between like, are we in like gratitude and abundance or are we like putting ourselves in scarcity? And so like, of course you have that wobble, but then you got right back into like the gratitude and abundance of the three people. And then those two spots like immediately got full, you know? Yeah. And it also made me consider, well, what if I only get five people? Mm -hmm. Will I, what will I do? And so I wobbled there a little bit <laughs> um, of like, oh, I feel so ashamed because there were 15 spots. I only sold five. What are the five people going to think? And then, you know, going into some stories around that. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just deliver the best fucking program ever to these five people and then do it again next time. And we have five, pe 10, 10 people or 15 people. Maybe at one point we'll have 50 people. Like it doesn't really matter. I get the people I get now. I celebrate them and it's a journey. So it also helped me really consider like what's the worst case scenario and am I okay with that? And the worst yeah. case scenario is actually a really sweet scenario. <laughs> It's so interesting too, because I think, you know, so often something that's important to us is like super not important to the people joining. Like when you said like, what would the five people think? I was thinking they would think they just hit the fucking jackpot. Exactly. That's what I <laughs> right? would think too. They get yeah. way more Erica time. They get way more, you know, they get way more Personal bang for their coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a big win for them it would be a little bit of financial loss and like ego loss like ego yes totally mm. uh you know strike for me but they win so yeah so it was it also helped me identify those thoughts think them through go down the rabbit hole of some of them and then come out and be like either way i win so it's all good and that is like the exact way to approach every launch. Like that is like something I tell my clients all the time. It's like when you go into a launch being like, I've already won. Like if it's your first time just running it, you've already won. You'll get testimonials. If it's your second time and you get one more person, you've already won. Whatever, you know? And so I think just like when you approach it like that, everything feels like bonus and excitement and goodness, right? And it just, again, it keeps you in that like abundance and gratitude. And it's so much easier to make moves, take action from that place, right? So one of the most important things I think you can do when you're starting a launch is approaching it as though you've already won, like we were talking about. I try to approach everything in my business from that angle. I remember when I launched this podcast, that being so important to me, like it not being about, you know, what results the other person gets or how many downloads I get. Like, I remember being like, I've already won just by getting this content out in the world. Like I've already won just by, getting to have this conversation. I've already won just by knowing that even one person will listen to this and like really tried to take that mentality to make what could be a scary process a lot more enjoyable. And then really same thing here for Erica. She's already won by Shameless even being out into the world. She's already won by having these five amazing humans sign up. She's already won by stretching herself into creating this mastermind, right? So really looking at what ways you can do that for yourself, which then makes it easier to do the next thing I want to talk about, which is 
making adjustments during a launch. So just because you're approaching it as though you've already won, it doesn't mean you don't test and tweak along the way, right? It means you feel like the outcome is already there, so you're willing to adjust during a launch. So kind of how I was saying to Erica, like, let's do this cadence of emails and see what's happened happening, right? Let's promote calls in this way and see what the uptick is on it. Like that kind of stuff, right? When you can be really open to that during a launch, it's usually because you feel like it's already good. When you're like getting so rigid about those things, it's usually because you're like, it has to work this way so I can make sure no matter what I get this thing, right? So just seeing how these two are so intertwined, like being able to adjust is ultimately going to get you better results. And what's going to make it easier to do that is taking that approach of feeling like you've already won. So that's where the mindset and the strategy come into play together is I need the mindset so I can strategically adjust as needed, right? So next time you launch, next time you're selling something, I really, really encourage you to play with both of those things. How can it feel like you've already won? And then how can you take the neutrality that that brings to make adjustments and pivots as you go during the launch instead of it having to be rigid and exactly one way? Yeah, agree. So Ooh, good. There's one final email that I thought about. I recorded a testimonial video with a person who did pleasure treats, but I asked her more general questions like what, what, have the like doing the essential sexual practices that I teach mm. what has it given you or like what what has your experience been what has your transformation been from doing this work rather than like this specific course and it was so funny because she talked about how this work impacts all areas of her life and how mm. it's like changes everything how it's made her like more whatever so um another idea for an e email would be to edit that and send out either just that testimonial or see if I I mean this would be perfect a perfect task for the VA that I don't have yet but for next round <laughs> have her go through the testimonials and pick out things that really suit the shameless yeah the shameless stuff uh, and send out an email with the testimonials but at least using that one because it's so on point I think you could build a whole email around that because we could put the e uh, the video in it, but then you could also do a lot of great commentary. It's like you kind of were going to do one email already on like, here's how this work will change the rest of your life. And so we can almost just weave that into it. Yeah, that sounds good. So that's on my to-do tomorrow to just edit that video and send it over to the uh, my video editor to cut it. I think that's perfect. And it's just really nice for people to be able to like put a client face to that conversation, you know, and like really see themselves in someone else like that. So I think that's like really, really impactful. Again, we can grab the other testimonials next time, but I think that video will really do a lot there. Yes. Yes. So and good. I think you are so, so, so set up for this. It is going to be amazing. I have literally zero doubts. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm I'm happily surprised with like how professional <laughs> I am. <laughs> You're like so professional now. It's so great, right? I'm so professional. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Uh, exactly. <laughs> so good. It's amazing when you can like, you know, surprise and delight yourself through these things too. Yeah. Yeah, it feels it feels so good. And we're back. We're back at a really good number. Like this is the again, this is again the most I've ever earned. So yeah, that's exciting. And it feels way different than the first time we talked about money. Yeah, feels so much more grounded, right? Mm. Yeah. And I just feel like just celebratory and really like I've earned it and really like there's no murky guilt and responsibility around it all like it did the last time so good ah uh, I'm so proud of you you are just amazing you are handling this so well and you have so much good stuff to come so I will look at that email you said you already sent it to me right mm. yes it's in basecamp okay. and I have I cool. remembered to add you as the <laughs> the thing <laughs> amazing awesome yeah. all right well feel free to send me anything else that comes up really really do take care of yourself feel better um, get ready for pussy power and we will go from there. 
Thanks, Lacey. I will talk to you soon. Have a good week. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.